It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you, seven minutes after the hour. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves this morning. Good morning. Hope you're looking forward to a wonderful weekend. We have a shortened show today, so you'll have to stick with us for two hours. Georgia pregame and tailgate show begins at 8 o'clock because, of course, kickoff as is at noon right here on your home of the dogs, Georgia at Missouri. It's going to be a good game, so get in place, get your morning going, get some coffee, and stick with us. We're here for two hours hosting Lawn and Garden. Of course, I couldn't do it alone. Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery is in. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. How are you? Great. (laughs) Happy to have you. And Joe Lample from Growing a Greener World. Hello. Hello, Ashley. So we have fun, and we only get to do this maybe once a year, maybe twice a year if we're lucky. I feel ripped off. I got shortened on this one. (laughs) I want my three hours. Yeah, me too. Too bad we couldn't do like a (laughs) podcast or Facebook Live. Live Let's do or something that. for the third hour. Wouldn't that be fun? We should. So people just go right from the radio over to, uh, but but we do want them to stick around, of course, and listen to Georgia pregame yeah. naturally. So, well, um, I I always like to begin huh? the show with you guys catching up because we don't get to see each other often. Of course, Mickey and I talk briefly every Saturday. You know when she calls in to mm-hmm. share the Pikes pick, but it's like Mickey, okay, I gotta go, I gotta put you on hold. You know, so some Saturdays we have a little more time than others to catch up. So um, first, I'll start with Joe because you have. Huge news that I was so happy to hear this morning. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to tell you. And thank goodness, Georgia Public (laughs) Broadcasting, GPB, is now airing Growing a Greener World at 8.30 on Saturday mornings on their primary station, Channel 8. So So you are Growing a Greener World is in how many states right now? Oh, uh, 48. See? Yeah, now, who we're are the every... two we need to work on? Georgia was <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii, I oh, think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, they get a pass. <laughs> yeah, but so so nine seasons in and well over two hundred episodes, and um and I'm proud and happy and uh, could not be more pleased with. Uh, had a good meeting with the team a couple weeks ago at GPB, and they're really excited. And so I think good things are ahead for Growing a Greener World and GPB and Atlanta and Georgia. We're really featuring a lot of a lot of things that are going on right here in Atlanta and in our state, and um, we want to tell those stories and get them out there. And when you're watching Growing a Greener World, there may be places that you recognize in Metro Atlanta. A lot of the episodes are filmed in Milton. Yeah, Milton but and all around. Like you said, you could be anywhere. Yeah, Your 42 of our X, you know, 100 or so episodes is Georgia or Atlanta film. Wow. Yeah, already. That's great. So congratulations. Thank you. So 8.30 every Saturday morning. So you Uh can have Walter on in the background. Then you're watching Joe on TV (laughs) as your Saturday morning. And today they don't even compete. Yeah, that's right. So for that uh, that half hour from 8.30 to 9, you will be overloaded with all the gardening information you can can take. But that's not a bad thing. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's your that's your half hour to really learn and crunch. But uh, so what you can do is go to growingagreenerworld.com and watch the previous eight seasons. Yeah, you sure can. You can <laughs> you can binge to your heart's content. Yeah. And then so then you'll be caught up for season nine, which yeah. we are now getting on Georgia Public Broadcasting. Right, we're our huge. fourth episode of thirteen for season nine. And this one's and filmed at my house too with my daughter, so it's a pretty special oh, show fun. today. Yeah. That is really neat. Yeah. Now, did you have to convince her to be a part of it or was she a willing participant? You know, she, I, we just kind of poked the fit cameras in her face and said, Amy, we're filming today, and by the way, you're involved in it. <laughs> so, Any teenager is like, no cameras. Whatever, please. Dad. Yeah, you know. Right. We, you know, we but did she some had editing. Not with Dad. <laughs> right. She had fun. But the her thing, yeah. 
We'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. And Mickey has equally as big of news, too. This is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Today we're having our um, uh, growing cool season vegetables this morning. That class is going to be great. And oh, I know what you were talking about. I missed it. She's <laughs> <laughs> winking wink, at me. Wink. She's winking at me. Uh, we're opening our new uh, Milton store. We opened it this week. Yay. And I haven't been, but I hear it's beautiful. I can't wait to see it. It is beautiful. Walter and I are going to be up there uh, the first Saturday in October, I think it is, for a remote. So I hope everybody will come out to that. So a lot of people in North Fulton <laughs> County have been driving mm-hmm. by Highway 9 near Windward, just watching, yeah. looking, looking, waiting for it to open. I can't wait to see so. it. I pass I it wait. twice a day at least. and I'm. Have going- you been in? I went on the way home from today. I'm oh, going in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Going in. I'm going in. <laughs> good. <laughs> so that is that is huge news. A new Pike Nursery location for those of you in the North Fulton County area, South Forsyth. That's going to be a great store and cool season vegetable <laughs> class. Now, is that a free one? Yes, Pike it is, today? and it's at all the Pike Nurseries. Okay. So it's at nine o'clock this morning. So I hope everybody will come today. So See, I know, listeners, you just woke up and we are filling up your schedule today. And you've all got the a whole hour. Are you've got a whole it's, hour. This is perfect. Perfect. That's right. Yeah, every we day in here at eight. You, then you watch the show, my show at eight thirty to nine, and then at nine o'clock we're sitting in your class. I think it's against a lot of watch television <laughs> while you're driving, but <laughs> no, I think that's just texting. I think oh, you're allowed okay. to watch. Okay, you can like to watch television. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> So, yep, visit Pike Nursery, any of your local classes for the growing cool season vegetables. Now, we might need to double check. The website says 10, but you're probably teaching the class. It may be 10 o'clock. It may be 10 o'clock. I think it is 10. I think you're right. So 10 o'clock. So you have an hour of downtime. Yeah, you're right. So 404-872-0750 is the number. We want to go ahead and start taking your calls. Like we said, get them in early because we go off the air at 8. We also have a weekend prize pack to give away very shortly. So stay tuned for that. All right, first, out on the lines, thank you so much for holding. It's David. Good morning, David. Uh, good morning. Uh, I had a question for you. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with the Luna moth, uh, it's pretty much the most spectacular moth in North America. It's a big green one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm understanding, like a lot of uh, creatures, uh, they're having a habitat loss problem, and... Uh, I have heard of some places that have luna moth cocoons just hanging from the plants. And I wonder if you guys had any tips on what kind of environment we can develop to uh, propagate luna moths. Gosh. I think luna moth, is it sweet sweet gum? Is that their larvae? Liquid thing? amber. I don't, I'm looking Liquid right. Liquid amber. I, yeah, I don't. This is a great question, and yeah, one I, I haven't... I, I, we, we actually hatched some when my kids were little, and I was thinking that's what it was. Look it up. See what the larvae food is for that. I'm working on it now. That's, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is such a beautiful moth. They're beautiful. Just that big, huge size in the green. Yeah. Um, there is something to be said, though, David. You're very astute to, to know that. Their loss of habitat, too. Think about that. Now, I wonder how the, the prolonged heat right now is affecting any of that. I don't know. I had monarchs this week. I had monarch cats on my milkweed this week. That oh, is beautiful. awesome. Yeah. But I, but I will say, and I don't, you know, I, I'm honestly, I don't have a specific answer for you on your question. Uh, and I'm going to look, and w- I'll jump in mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when I'll we have look. a chance in a minute. But um, habitat loss, though, just in, in mass is a big problem right now, you know, with urban sprawl and, and just... 
the way that we're just tearing down trees and everything. This is a big issue. So you're raising a great point here. And so I'm going to I'm going to specifically speak to that question in a second because I just don't know the answer offhand. Yeah, for and this. that's very conscientious to be thinking of that, too. You know, being aware of the habitat loss. So, David, you stumped the hosts. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but Alrighty. we will. I know right, you'll keep listening. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, so but we're not going to sh- shut you out. We're going to we're going to come up with something. I know what it is. What is it? I just looked it up. Uh, white oak and black walnut. Oh, oh, oh. So so they are not. Um, some people, some of them are more specific than others, but that's what this one says. So that's right. what they feed that's off. The of? larvae that's the larvae food. That's what the, yeah. the larvae, the the caterpillars. That's what they okay. eat. And tree for tree, oak trees are the number one habitat source or uh, food source for uh, insects. So if you had to plant one tree or keep one tree, you'd want to keep it as an uh, keep an oak tree. Wow. Is that just you know, it's one more. And I was thinking about taking one down. I may have to think that now. Uh, oh, okay. There are a lot Thank of other things. Yeah, Thank you. David. Thank you. Always good to hear from you. So what are the butterflies that are, uh, one just flew right in my face on the back deck last night, and I thought, consider yourself lucky. I think that was pretty <laughs> neat. But the uh, black and blue the, butterfly, like the, that really pretty the bird. Red bird. Tail, the uh, red spotted, <laughs> red spotted. The sw- red spotted swallowtail. No. Swallowtail. Yeah, the black one with the red, but he's got three dots, red dots. He went so fast, I couldn't see. Yeah, but yeah, so black and blue. Yeah, and yeah, he has red in the title. That's yeah. weird. But he's got some red on him too. If okay. you look at it, okay, carefully. Most of the ones that I have, the black ones and the yellow ones, um, they you know eat the uh, parsley, fennel, and rue. That's their larvae foods okay and so you had the monarchs all over milk but I, yeah that's Beautiful. their larvae food i gotta tell you one more though we've had tw- twice this week i've had somebody bring one in and it's called a hickory horn devil oh and it was i put it on my website but it's uh, um it's it's huge it's giant and it's absolutely harmless and he makes the regal moth. That's a fascinating. One. Now, is that the spiky caterpillar? Yes, it's spiky. No, he doesn't hurt. He he's doesn't absolutely hurt. harmless, but he's huge. He's almost six inches long. Wow. He's giant. Oh my gosh! So someone so, brought that into the yeah. Floor? They brought it in twice. Hickory horn devil. This is when we see him. And the one you're talking about with the red in it, you're talking uh, about red spotted, spotted purple. Red spotted purple. Yeah, that's it. and it is beautiful. No wonder I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you got red and purple, and I'm describing yeah. a black and well, blue butterfly. Well, it does have little reddish orange spots <laughs> yeah. on the wingtips because yeah. you don't. They're going so fast. How are you going to know? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just a blur. Right. Speaking of a blur on the back deck, too, the hummingbirds are still oh, really yeah. active. So for anyone that has not remembered to do so, start wrapping things up, of course, but clean the feeder, give it one more good clean, but keep the water in oh, there. Yeah. I think they're going to hang around for a little bit. Now, folks have told me in maybe Cobb County, a little bit out west, some of those residents see them year-round, which up in huh. North Cherokee County, we do not. But... A lot of times what you see of the migrants... Um, you, they don't usually stay year-round. Yeah. They just pass it through. And you might have one or two that stay, but not usually. Stubborn right. little guys. Yeah. I leave time. mine up until I don't see one for about two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and then I take mine I, I find it interesting because I have feeders, and I watch, and I mm-hmm. keep them full. But, but it'll be from one weekend, mm-hmm. they'll be super active, yeah. and then the next weekend... <laughs> ghost town isn't that funny it's like they all know to hit yeah. the road yeah 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 they all get a inner office memo and it does not keep keeping your feeders up doesn't make them stay longer that's oh. kind of a that's a wives tale 
See, now I just leave it out longer to keep welcoming them. Right, but some people think that if you leave it out too long, it'll keep the hummingbirds there, and that doesn't. Oh, yeah, no, they'll go regardless, right? They know, yeah. Mm. All right, well, 619 here on the Lawn and Garden Show. Ashley Frasca joined by Joe Lample and Mickey Gasway. We're taking your calls, 404 872 0750. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. 74 degrees already on Peachtree Street today. It's going to be another hot day. But guess what? Today is the first day of autumn, I believe, at 9.54 tonight. So I am literally going to stay awake and celebrate that like it's New Year's. I want it to prove it to me. Right? (laughs) Brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems. We do have mostly sunny skies today. Highs in the low 90s and the low this evening around 70. That's it. Tomorrow, a little more cloud. Mix of sun and clouds and uh, 88 degrees for the high, around 69.70 again for the low. Your complete weather forecast coming up in less than 10 minutes here on WSB. So we want to go ahead. We have two weekend prize packs for the show, and we only have two hours. So I want to make sure we get those in. So DeMarco, be ready. You're going to have a lot of happy people (laughs) calling for this one, for sure. This is exclusive to the Lawn and Garden Show. Four tickets to see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons in concert on Saturday, September 29th. That is a week from today at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. So you, a spouse, maybe another couple, date night, four tickets to see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Now you have to call this number, so listen for this, 404-741-0750. The fourth caller, how about that, Marco? Fourth caller. 404-741-0750 gets the Frankie Valley tickets. So I'm Ashley Vraska, sitting in with Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample. David from Tucker, always inquisitive, always such an engaged listener, called <laughs> how to propagate, is that the right word, Luna moths. So how could we see more of those? What could we be doing? Maybe we found an answer, Joe. We Well, we did. And, and I think he was, his question was really what sort of habitat do they, um, are, are the, is best to propagate uh, more populations? But we found, Mickey, you were right about the sweet gum, which is liquid yeah. amber. But we also found out in the break that we have white birch, we have um, American persimmon, and we have hickory and walnut wow. as the primary sources for the larva. And people worry about them hurting the tree, but um, there's they just the populations oh, no. don't get yeah. so dense. Oh, no. Yep. That's- so there you go. You have some choices. Yeah. And sweet gum at my house, I'm surprised I don't see more Luna moth <laughs> if that's the case. But do you trip and fall in the yard like I do? I absolutely I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. ice skating without skates. <laughs> I have one sweet yeah. gum and that's enough to just make oh me break gosh. every limb that I have. Yeah. You know, I had one that was a liquid ambar styrosiflua, which was, um, um, uh, it was... It, it didn't sterile. produce it. It was sterile. It didn't produce any um, berry. Huh. I love that. But yeah. it didn't. It didn't last very long. <laughs> mm. As a good thought. It was a good don't. thought. All right. So four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. We got to take a quick break, but we have Mary in Lilburn. She's going to be asking about regrowing grass that has been damaged. Darlene in Norcross trying to identify a bug that she's got on some of her plants. We can help you with anything. And want to remind you, this is a good weekend to go ahead and overseed, especially for fescue lawns. If you're sitting there thinking, what do I have on the agenda today? 
the uh, the wife would be very happy if you maybe aerated and seeded this weekend. I'm just saying. So 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back right after this. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And we're back on the Lawn and Garden Show, News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, Ashley Frasca up early with you on a beautiful Saturday morning in studio with Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery and Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World, and Joe Gardner. That's his alias on all <laughs> social media, Joe Gardner. Yeah. So um, our guest hosts have been very, very busy, so I appreciate the time you guys take to come to the studio and be on the show. Highlight of my week. Isn't it? It was Love always it. a Love good time. It. Yeah. So a busy week as we talked at the top of the show for uh, Mickey. We had a new Pike location open in Milton off of yes. Highway 9. So that's huge. And Joe Lample is now on Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can catch Growing a Greener World every Saturday at 8.30. So get your fix in. Yeah. Get, get yes. your fix from 6 to 8 with us, 8.30 right. with Joe on TV. And keep calling. You can talk to us and ask us anything. 404-872-0750. Well, as it pertains to gardening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe not anything. But So we want to go right out to the phones. Mary has been so patient. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning. Just dandy. Except for your grass. You're probably Except a little bummed about grass. your lawn. So what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Okay. We, we've lived in this house for 40 years, have as yet to successfully grow grass. Mm. Here's the plan. We've already killed, sprayed everything, all the grass, all the weeds. Everybody's dead. Do I remove, Do well, not me, somebody else. <laughs> Uh, remove all the dead stuff. Uh, we're going to put down new soil. Um, uh, what kind of seed do we put fescue down? How long will a fescue last? Mm. And uh, if fescue's the goal, what do we do to keep it alive? Because it doesn't like us very much. And tell me how much sun you have there. Right. Are there any trees in the area? Yes, we have uh, four very big trees. I think uh, that that's part of your issue, I think, uh, is the yeah, trees. I know. And, I know. of course, the fescue is more um, J-tolerant. J-tolerant than any of the rest of them. Excuse me, just yeah. a minute. And, and it's easy and it's easy to maintain year after year. And even though you're going to have some decline from one year to the next, right. even in the best of conditions, the nice thing about fescue is you can just overseed and, you know, replace some of what you've lost. But And I would suggest that you use a blend of fescues as opposed to just one straight kind. Because what happens if you use a blend, um, some of them do better in one area and some do better in another okay. area. And the best ones will do better. Uh, Atlanta blend is a great one. Um, oh, to use. Okay. It and this really, is really good. It's for our area, so it does great. It's called Atlanta Blend. Atlanta Blend. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a good one. And you're on the right track with fescue because, first of all, of the tree situation, and it's a cool season long.
on, and now we're into fall as of tonight, and this is the time that you would be overseeding or renovating your lawn with the cool season grass. And for the area of Georgia, which fescue is perfect for that. Okay. And you had asked about what to do with the debris that you've got left behind. Yes. You could... Um, I, you know, I like to have a clean slate. It sounds like you're going to really have to start yeah. over. So the more conducive you have for seed-to-soil contact, the better luck you're going to have with that germination. So if it means getting away some of that debris or tilling it in or, you know, sure. dragging it tilling off. Tilling in is okay. Yeah. It is okay. You're going to bring up some weed seeds. Yeah. I will tell you that. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um but you, but the the thing that you need to do though is make sure you have good seed to soil contact. So even if you wanted to leave what's there in place as you overseed, I would I would first of all aerate before you overseed because then yep. the seed will go into the holes and it pro- it provides air into the root air zone. But then you should spend another. 10 bucks and get what's called a roller. You typically can rent them anywhere you rent the other equipment. Okay. Fill it with water and it weighs down. It so and then you spread your seed and then you roll over that with the yeah. roller and it makes sure that the seed is in good contact with the soil and in that way you don't necessarily have to remove all that other debris unless there's just so much of it that you wouldn't get good seed to soil contact. Okay. And don't so put any we'll, more I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh so we will Till, if you want, aerate. till is optional. Okay. You just okay. want you want you want to create a good surface for the seed to come in contact with the soil. So it just depends on how much debris is still there. I mean, if you've got some bare spots of your soil, that's probably good, and I necessarily probably wouldn't till. But if it's still thick with dead, then I would probably till to clean up that area so that you expose the soil surface. Okay. Okay. So then. At- whichever we do, till or not till, mm-hmm. then aerate, then seed, then roll. Perfect. Perfect. And then water. Uh, and then and keep to it begin water. with to begin with you're gonna have to water more often. Okay. And then as it begins to grow, as it begins to germinate, you'll water less often but longer. Mm-hmm. And that goes and that with anybody going. this weekend yeah. who's maybe trying to establish mm-hmm. a new lawn or overseed this time of year for fescue. And Everyone kind of gets frustrated, and sometimes you feel like you're beating your head against a wall when you're trying to maintain a lawn. You know, you can seed twice a year, and that's fine, but if you don't have control of the weeds, it's not going to be a healthy lawn. So one of the the happiest ways a grass can be happy is that it's not competing with weeds. So a lot of homeowners don't think pre-emergent is important to really prevent but the don't weeds. use but that with your fescue. No, of course yeah. not. Of course not. <laughs> no. Yeah, not right now. But I mean, just overall right. year-round weed control Absolutely. is going to help establish a healthy lawn and maintain a healthy lawn. Yeah, and yeah. the thing the, you've gone a long way to kill everything that's there, including the weeds that have have sprouted. But now, if you try to till, you are going to bring up a gazillion new seeds that have been dormant until they expose themselves to the light. So it may be just if you can avoid tilling, you'll save yourself some work and prevent those weeds from coming so out. And I, I like wonder that. what she used to kill the the weeds, do you know? Oh, I, I like that uh, that Mary was, was with a list, you know, yeah. of what to do. So that was actually a good list for anyone else listening, the order in which to do everything today, this weekend. But Joe, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, I was ready to get out there and aerate this weekend, but the ground is going to be it's awfully so rock hard, hard unfortunately. Rain, so. I'm waiting on that rain because I'm dying to get out there and aerate because yeah. I think it's such an important step in the process. Yeah, so yeah. that could be. Well, thanks so much for the call, Mary. We appreciate it. Next, we stay in Gwinnett County and say good morning to Darlene in Norcross. Hi. Hi, good morning. Hi, how can we help? Well, I have a question. I have a 
a bug that is eating my Rosa Sharon plants. Um, they're like little, the, when they're small, they're like little bitty red dots on there, about the size of a pinhead. And then when they mature, these bugs are about the size of a ladybug, but they're black and white. And I'm, I've never seen anything like it, but it's eating all the leaves. And it's also, when the flower turns, when the flower dies, it makes like a little seed pod. They're eating all of those. I don't, you know, I sound like aphid until you told me black and white and the right. size of a lady beetle. And I don't know what that really don't know what that is. See, and that's what I thought first was aphids, but then I saw those mature bugs, and I'm like, what is that? I've never seen that before. I don't know. The, the milkweed bug is yeah. red to begin with, and then it changes as it morphs. It changes mm -hmm. into a, a a red and black bug. So yeah. I, I'm trying to picture a black and white size lady beetle. Is it roundish? Is it, is it, it round? oval? Yep, it's roundish. It is, is the exact shape of a ladybug, but it's black oh and my white. Goodness. Is it possible that there's a variety of ladybug that's like a grayish color? Well, there's a lot of cousins of lady beetles that, yeah. you know, there's many, many beetles that are in the same family. I wonder. I don't. The kudzu bug, the, um, it's kind of shaped like that. I I I have I to say, I'm at a loss. I cannot figure out what a black and white beetle-sized bug eating Rose of Sharon so is. So nevertheless, though, uh, Darlene, what, what have you been doing? Have you used any neem oil or um, seven dust or anything <clears throat> like that? Well, my question is, what can you do to get rid of them? Because they're... It's like... Oh, we just lost Darlene. So, I mean, getting rid of something like that, though, obviously follow the label directions, but why, why wouldn't neem oil or seven dust work? Well, stay away from seven dust. Yeah, yeah. Liquid seven's fine. Okay. Not, not and once they have a hard outer shell, if this is in fact a beetle, it probably has a hard outer oh. shell. And then there's certain things that will and won't work based on the how the how the chemical works with that insect. The best thing you can do is to be proactive and try to get out there. I would use first of all, manual control is my first line of defense. And if there's if it's not overwhelming, you can get them off by hand or with a stiff blast of water. That's the most environmentally conscious thing that you can do, and it's very effective, way more effective than we give it credit for. But you also want to get it at the early stages, and then maybe the next step would be insecticidal soap, which is really, for argument's sake, just kind of some dish soap and a little bit of oil and water. But that will dry out the tissue of soft-bodied pests before they mature into the beetle that has a harder outer shell, and that would be really helpful. If, but I understand you've got some that have already matured to that level. So at this point, I'd still go for manual control because I'm, I'm an organic guy. So I would be looking to pick them off, shake them off, uh, soapy water cup, knock them in. So I think I would look under kudzu bug. Um, the the that's what it looks like to me is a kudzu bug. Okay, yeah, Mickey's and, trying to show Joe yeah, a picture. Yeah, I was trying to show him a picture. I'm dying to see Y'all can't see, can't see the picture. I'm sorry. So, but well, I think that's what it is, is kudzu right. bug. Thank you for the call, Darlene. And, mm -hmm. you know, there is a great section on Walter's website. When you go to WalterReeves.com, he does have a section over to the right, Name That Plant. 
And so many of you, even gardeners throughout the country, submit photos of plants or bugs or things they need identified. And even if it's not Walter that gives you an answer, the community is so active in that portion of his website. I love it. You do have to create an account, but it's free. That way you can log in as you know people can see that, it, that it's you each time you log in, upload a photo, and then you'll get answers. So Darlene, that's always a chance to. But kudzu bug, I mean, that's very common, very prevalent. I would kind of go with that. So in Insecticidal soap does that work on kudzu bug? Well, it will, but but again, if it's got a hard outer shell at that, you know, the point that it's mature, it won't work because you're trying to dry out the tissue, and it's not gonna, it's gonna roll off it like water off a duck's back at that point. Hmm. So that goes back for me for manual control is what yeah. I would do, um, or tolerate it. You know, that's another thing. Yeah, Rosa Sharon isn't gonna be you know around too much longer right. anyways as we get into the colder months. So, so yeah, okay. May, so may threshold of tolerance. All right. Yeah, you can tell if that's what it is because they smell awful. They kudzu have a really bugs bad too? smell. Yeah. Stink bugs <laughs> they too. Stink. Well, they kudzu bugs smell awful. Ah, stink bugs are going <laughs> crazy at our house. Just yeah. in the last week, sitting out on the back deck, I counted like twelve all over the outside of my, oh my house. Goodness. They yeah. just kind of come out of nowhere. So beware of those guys too. But I don't think they are harmful. <laughs> They're just ugly and they smell when you squash them. <laughs> Anyways, it it's is. the name. Yeah, right? They got it on us. <laughs> Give them credit for that. 648 on WSB. 404 is the number. You can join the conversation here until 8 o'clock. I'm Ashley Vraska in for Walter Reeves. We'll be right back. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems from our own meteorologist Kirk Mellish. Today, a high in the low 90s. I know you're getting tired of it, but uh, better news for later in the week. Mostly sunny today, lows around 70. Tomorrow, much the same, a few more clouds. But we're just looking into the forecast during the week. It looks like the high is going to be in the low 80s beginning on Monday. Maybe a chance for rain midweek. So just be patient when you're looking to do things out in the garden and it's been too dry or it's been too hot. I mean, my yard looks probably the worst it's ever looked (laughs) because of this heat. I mean, I come home exhausted every day and don't have any energy. Like when I let the dog out, usually I'd go weed or go, you know, just do a little bit here and there. But I just go right back in. It's so hot. Heat without rain. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. I watered last night. But what I'm trying to do right now is give everything a little, especially the late um, blooming annuals, um, the summer annuals to kind of perk them up until it's time for the pansies and things like that, I've been giving them a little shot of fertilizer and cutting them back a little bit, and they kind of perk up, and they look look much better. That's good. So it gives us a time to... So um, how often, though, are folks needing to water those those annuals right I'm now? Just wa- I just water once a week. Is all I, is I water enough? a long time, but only once a week. That's that's kind of my... Okay. The, that's Slow and deep. Yeah. Slow and deep. Yeah. That's a lot better than watering a little bit every day. Yeah. Uh, also, I thought of something else. I split my iris and hmm. my uh, daylilies. This is a good time to do that. What about as well. hostas? Do we need to wait a little bit yeah, longer? Yeah, I, I think that's fine. It's a good I time think to do hostas. Are fine. Too. Yeah, okay. I think it's yeah, good. Yeah, as they go into dormancy, which is roughly this time of year. And it's a lot easier to me than doing know. it in the spring. Yeah. When I try to do it in the spring, they come up, and by the time I get around to doing it, they've gotten too big. Yeah. And then I cut them in half, and they don't look good for half the summer. That's you give so them a lot more time to, time to do, do settle yeah. in over fall. I like it better then, too. And then put your, don't forget your mums. 
Oh. Uh, that's a great thing, you know, to put in right now, See? just to put them on your porch or whatever. I'm so ready for that, for pumpkins and for all that. Now, I mean, September 1st, I told yeah. myself, like, I am decorating my house for fall. Me? And September 1st came and went, and I'm like, nope. No. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> and another thing we've got at Pikes are crotons that are oh. great oh. right now. They look so good. They're really starting to change they color do. and all that right now. So right? tropical. The, yeah, the crotons are great. And then you can bring them inside afterwards for winter. But they're the perfect colors for fall to add with uh, uh, the mums. Ah, There's one yeah. called Petra. Okay. That's a beautiful one. It's <laughs> orange and, and gold and yellow. It's really That's really a cool pretty. name for a croton, yeah. Petra. Crotons and red ties, like Florida. Yeah. That just yeah. brings me Grew right up with croton in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. it. So, beautiful. And now is a great time to go to Pike Nursery and get mums, too. I mean, nothing yeah. says fall is on the way. Like yes. mums and a pumpkin on your front stoop, right. for sure. And so. we're beginning to get some pansies, so That's when you're good. ready for that, and we've got all the bulbs. So yeah, it's all that time. To... Now we just need some rain so we can get into right. the ground and put exactly them there. exactly right. Cooler temperature Without dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we talk to about that? All right, 404-872-0750. Join Lawn and Garden. We go off the air at 8 o'clock today for Bulldog Tailgate Show. Just keep that in mind. But we want you to join the conversation. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back.